Hello, happy new year, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your favorite podcast for discussing things like werewolves fucking shit up, vampires getting bamboozled, and witches mind raping people over and over again. My name's Claire, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Beth, and we are here to recap Season 2, Episode 14, Crying Wolf. What up, people? We've been doing this podcast for a year now, and this is probably one of my favorite, but also one of the most disappointing episodes so far. Yeah, it was a mixed bag. (laughs) There was one really bad moment. Yeah, something really, really terrible happened. Drove down the average. <laughs> but, uh, we won't get there for a little while, but we do start off with a terrible character, Jules. Uh, she is in the forest directly after the last ep- episode and having yet another corpse bonfire, just like when she murdered all of those campers just so she could bite a vampire. I know. They're just like piling them up in front of the lit fire. It was very sad, but also kind of happy because they were all terrible werewolves. Yeah, and this is like contrasted with the previous bonfire because last time it was just some random people Jules didn't give a shit about, and this time it's like all her werewolf buds. So there's like more somber music playing in the background. (laughs) Right. And she's not as ready to commit another murder as she was last time. So... We go back to the horrible moment last week where Tyler just idiotically told the werewolves about the moonstone, Uh, and now they're obsessed with it because everybody's fucking obsessed with it. Way to spill the beans, Tyler. It's like, if you knew how many butts that thing had been in, well, maybe you would want it more. I don't know your life. (laughs) So one of the werewolves, he just starts spouting off all of these facts about the moonstone, And we find out that this guy's name is Stevie, and he's really annoying, and he's like, listen, the moonstone is important to us because it controls the sun and the moon curse. We know that there's something in action because we have these witches, we have vampires, we're all vying for the moonstone, um, and we can't let them break the curse. (laughs) Meanwhile, Tyler comes up and they're like, yeah, you have to help us get the moonstone. He's like, what the fuck is with this stone? Why does everybody want it? And they explain that something that we kind of heard about a little bit a while ago, but a refresher that if the vampires break the curse, then they can walk around in the day and kill all werewolves. But if the werewolves break the curse, they can turn at will. And so Stevie is a sociopath and probably a men's rights activist. (laughs) He does seem like an (laughs) MRA. And he's like, that means that it's werewolf city and we're gonna turn all the time and be wolves like badass and kill all the vampires and tyler's just like uh i'm not interested but then jules who has at least some emotional intelligence yes is like that also means that if you never want to turn again you don't have to and we saw what tyler went through with his first transformation and it was so horrible so he's like fuck yeah i'm on board right thank you for explaining that in a way that was coherent (laughs) (laughs) but uh, the piece of the puzzle that they're missing the werewolves tell him is that they know that doppelganger must be around if everybody's, you know, sniffing around Mystic Falls. And oh, Tyler's right. like, doppelganger? And they say, what was it? Like, the dark twin or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, they call it something really weird. Like, the dark shadow or something yeah. like that. Um, 
But luckily, Stevie has a picture of the doppelganger. Well, he doesn't know that it's the doppelganger. Oh. What he says is that he became suspicious and started looking up the curse of the sun and the moon because he didn't trust Mason's girlfriend, that hot vampire chick, Kathy. Sound familiar? <laughs> A.K.A. Catherine, 1864. A.K.A. Katarina Petrova. 1492, a.k.a. <laughs> Kathy, 2009, probably, in Florida. Oh, my God. That's the worst one. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, I just know that she knew something, so we need to find her, and I have a picture in case that will help. And he shows it to Tyler, and Tyler has no, like, sense of logic or, like, preservation of secrets or withholding information until he knows more. He's just like, that's Elena Gilbert. <laughs> I've known her my whole life. Yes. And then everyone's like, what? So obviously she is the doppelganger because she couldn't have been in Florida fucking Mason if Tyler goes to high school with her. Not that she has a great attendance record these days. Right. She's too busy having sexy sleepovers with Stefan. Oh, yeah. And by the way, is it like the weekend in this episode? Because nobody goes to school. It must be the weekend. Except Alaric said that he was grading papers. Well, oh, I guess you could weekend. do that. And he yeah. also was lying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to say it's a weekend, but who the hell knows? Yeah. Usually it's just Elena cutting, but this week it would have been everybody. Right, yeah. Wow, we are not even to the title card yet. We're starting off this year with lengthy recaps like you've never seen. Yes, we're very long-winded for the new year. I have so much wind. Me too. <sighs> I don't know why I made a vampire noise. So, after he gives the, oh, it's Elena moment, then we get the title card, and we come back to the detritus of the comfort sleepover that Stefan arranged between Caroline, Bonnie, and Elena. And they're all sleeping in Caroline's bed together, which I was like, I I went to a lot of sleepovers in my day. I never shared a bed with any of my friends. They brought sleeping bags and slept on the floor, and I slept on the couch. Gotcha. I have shared a bed with some of my friends, but it wasn't three people. It was two. Welcome to the L word. Yes. Uh, I don't know. But it was like they were trying to make it a sexy vibe, I felt like. They were all wearing very skimpy PJs. Alina had these like basically underpant sized sleep shorts. Yeah. And I was just like, three teen girls all in a bed. Am I sure I'm not watching porn? I know. They were giving it that vibe. But luckily, we didn't have too long to reflect on what was happening because someone's cell phone started ringing. And of course it was Elena's. Of course it was Elena's. It's probably like 5 a.m. and Stefan is calling her like, okay, I let you hang out with your friends. (laughs) Come be with me again. Yeah. Like, as soon as Elena picked it up and he's like, Hi, Elena. How's the sleepover? Sorry, that was my Jeremy impression. <laughs> Stephanie was like, hey, Elena. Stephanie? <laughs> Did I call him Stephanie? <laughs> oh, my God. So- I'm not even drinking. I don't know what's going on. It's just like the booze in the air from my breath. <laughs> Probably. Also, we're a little bit out of practice after the holidays. It's been a while. Anyway, anyway yeah. Stefan called, and Elena's like... I want to have a sleepover with you now. Let's have a romantic weekend away. And Stefan's like, oh, okay, sounds good. When can I pick you up? And I'm like, let the girl enjoy her friend sleepover. They need to, like, make Sheriff Forbes go to Dunkin' Donuts and get them some breakfast. Yes. Sheriff Forbes is nowhere to be seen in this episode, (laughs) which is great because there's, like, 
a dead body bonfire in the forest, <laughs> multiple like kidnappings, stabbings, murders. Right. That the she's woman just is taking busy. In Wait, she finally she... found Amy Bradley and is like single handedly trying to drag her out of the ravine. It's taking a while. Or she found Amy Bradley and then she was so proud of her great work, she took a real vacation. <laughs> She's like, I really deserve this. Mystery now that everything solved. is safe. Yes. So Stefan is like, oh, well, are you sure that you don't just want to escape from your dad? I'm like, oh, yeah. why are we calling Uncle John Gilbert dad all of a sudden? Because Stefan loves telling Elena about her heritage. <laughs> You're adopted. You want to get away from your dad? Like, he says it so forcefully. He does. And I'm just like, fuck off. But Elena's like, well, yeah, that's like 90% of the reason, and the other 10% is your dick. Also, why is Uncle John at Aunt Jenna's house? Like, this still makes no sense to me. He's, like, really trying to be, like, Mr. Boss of the Family in this episode. And I'm like, she could probably, like, call the police and have him removed from the house. Exactly. Although, are there any police left? No, Sheriff Forbes is on vacation. Call the National Guard. (laughs) Why is the National Guard not in Mystic Falls by now? Shit is bad there. They should be. But anyway, uh, for some reason, he's still living in the house, even though everybody's actively, like, vomiting on him. 24 7 and that he has no right to be there and no right over elena yeah we haven't even seen him yet in this episode we're already mad so they make a plan to go and spend a romantic weekend away and then i think we go over to the salvators where uh andy star the news reporter who damon was suckling on uh last week is coming downstairs and he has spared her life as I spoiled in the last episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she is compelled, but only partially. And he is, like, going over the compulsion rules as they go downstairs. He, like, puts a scarf around her neck. And she has a giant band-aid over her wound. Yeah. I will say that the wound-hiding scarf that she is wearing is a lot cuter than any of Caroline's scarves. It's, like, a nice silk scarf, or imitation silk, at least. Exactly. It looks like something a classy flight attendant would wear. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> nice. Uh, and the and Stefan dressed up his wound game as well because remember Damon he just ha- oh yeah Damon what the fuck <laughs> New Year New You guys come on <laughs> no New Year same me do uh, better thanks Obama <laughs> so Damon's like okay so let's go over this again you, and she's like I can't tell anybody that you bit me or that you're a vampire I just need to say that uh, I really like you you're great. And he's like, and you think you're really falling hard, compelling her. Yeah. She's like, you might be the one. And it's just so depressing. And it's such a throwaway moment, too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he's not actively murdering her, so we're kind of relieved. But at the same time, he's like telling her, hypnotizing her to think she's falling in love with him. And he like barely even gives half a shit. I know. It's disgusting. It ain't right. So as Damon's sending Andy Starr off to work, Alaric is just, like, waiting behind the front door for Andy to open it. He probably has been ringing the tiny little tinkling doorbell, (laughs) but they were upstairs so they couldn't hear it because it's the quietest doorbell in history. (laughs) Exactly. So Alaric's like, who is that? And Damon's like, oh, it's my girlfriend, Andy Starr of News Now or something. Action News. Action News. And Alaric's like, they don't call it action news. And Damon's like, 
I know. Um, I'm sure that's a reference to something. You think? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Tell us. Somebody bing it for us. Yeah. Bing, please sponsor us. Yeah. It's been a year. Come on. I know. We have 19 five-star reviews. (laughs) You don't know what you're missing here. The opportunity of a lifetime. So (laughs) I thought Alaric was shooting some kind of like jealous eyes in this scene. Like, oh, you have a girlfriend. Yeah. He was around Damon like all the time in this whole episode. He's trying to get his way back in. He sure is. So... I forget exactly how this comes up, but oh, he he tells Damon that he has to go with Aunt Jenna to the Historical Society's high tea. Yeah. And Andy had been saying she was going to the same thing to interview this writer who has come to town to write about Mystic Falls. And who's that writer? Same one who Aunt Jenna was showing around for the Historical Society. Oh my god, it's Elijah Smith. Yes, he's given himself the last name Smith, which so Damon's like, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Alaric has really come over to see Damon's dagger, which I wish, uh, wish was a euphemism, but it's not. <laughs> uh, so the dagger that Uncle John Gilbert gave him last week that allegedly can kill an original, but Damon's like, I don't know, like... We need to stab him. And Alaric's like, don't do it at the Historical Society high tea. <laughs> He's like, no, I need to do some recon first. I need to know his plan before I stab him. Yes. Which is very, like, level-headed and logical for Damon. It is. He'll kill anyone at any time. So yeah. I was happy to hear that. But now that Elena's evol- involved, hmm. um, not evolved, <laughs> he has Elena to be more has careful. not evolved. <laughs> So that's going to be like the town event that everybody goes to this week. It's a little bit weak sauce, but... It is. It's no Founders Day ball. No, indeed. Or like Mystic Falls Booster Club picnic (laughs) renovation lunch or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Bachelor auction. (laughs) I love the idea of a renovation lunch. (laughs) It's basically what it was. It is. Anyway, we then go over to another major bummer where... Bonnie is talking to Caroline at the Mystic Girl, I think, about her new cool plan to find out what the deal is with Elijah. Caroline builds it up like, oh, Bonnie, what's your plan? And we're like expecting something really good. And she's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to ask Luca what Elijah wants. <laughs> I couldn't remember what happened. So in my notes, I just wrote, Bonnie says something stupid about Elijah. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Great plan, Bonnie. And Caroline is underwhelmed, and she's like, oh, well, he's not going to tell you. But then Bonnie says, he won't have a choice. And I'm like, dun, dun, Bonnie dun. is so over-the-top creepy and bad in this episode. I hate it. And I'm surprised her hair wasn't curly. I know. Her hair looked good. I feel I completely, like, adrift. I don't know what the <laughs> rules are anymore. So that's, oh like, God. the first and least creepy thing she says in this situation. So get ready. Buckle up, kids. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Oh, my God. And some at some point in this scene, Matt is, like, in the distance looking at Caroline like she has shit on her shoe. Yeah, and Caroline tries to give him a little wave, and he, like, rolls his eyes and continues bussing tables or whatever the fuck he does with the Mystic Girl. Yeah, because she blew him off last week on account of having been kidnapped and repeatedly shot in the head. And tortured, yeah. <laughs> and if we remember when she... She was supposed to hang out with Matt, and then when she called him, she said that she was with Bonnie, but Bonnie was at the Mystic Grill. With Jeremy. Oh, my God. Bomb. 
I don't want to talk about it until we have to. <laughs> so we can see that Matt has chosen to be real mad about it and just be mad at her or like be mad at her until she goes to him to see what's wrong so that he can explode all over her. But he's bottling it up for now. Yeah, that's the Matt way. What's his last name again? Donovan. Matt Donovan. <laughs> took me a minute. It. It's been a long time since our last Vampire Diaries episode. <laughs> My brain is too full of Jack Frost facts right now. <laughs> I called Stephen Stephanie. <laughs> hey, maybe he Can made a just, change. <laughs> let's just call him Stephanie for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Not Stefan. <laughs> nope. Okay. Then I think we go over to the woods and check back in at the creepy trailer, right? Yeah. So this trailer, let's, you know, remind everybody, has been parked in the woods for at least a few days now. And I swear to God, like, every scene that takes place there starts with Jules just standing outside the trailer (laughs) door, like, staring out into the woods. I'm like, does she do anything else? No, she's just on the lookout for vampires. But yeah, she's looking around, and Tyler uh, is there. He... Is talking about how he doesn't want to turn again, so he's down with his plan. <laughs> I think this is actually where Stevie shows Tyler the picture of Kathy, aka Elena, and this is where he spilled the beast. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, I, I guess I prematurely recapped that. No, moment. no worries. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tyler now blows up Elena's spot. Yep, that is what I have written in my notes. And then we go back to the grill. Where I just wrote, asshole Matt returns. Yes, so... Because he was kind of nice last week. He was, but this one, like you said, he was just waiting so that he could explode all over Caroline. Because after Caroline is done talking with Bonnie about her master plan, she runs up to Matt and she's like, hey Matt, what's up? Like, I'd love to hang out. Sorry, I couldn't hang last night or whenever it was. And he's like, listen, Caroline, you're just making it worse. I know you weren't with Bonnie last night. Where were you? And Caroline just looks super, super sad. And she doesn't have anything to tell Matt. Like, what is she going to tell him? Oh, I got kidnapped and tortured because of Tyler. (laughs) And it was literally last night because they just woke up from the sleepover this morning. So it's like Caroline has had this hugely traumatic event. And she's like keeping her head up high, like getting involved in all the hijinks and just, you know, apparently the slumber party healed her. Good job, Stefan. Yeah. And then Matt is just dumping this bullshit, and she, like, does not have the mental capacity to come up with a second lie. Yeah. And it's like, what explanation would satisfy Matt? And I'm like, earlier today, I was watching the episode of New Girl, where Jess tries the fake Tinder for the show, Dice. Oh, I haven't watched the recent seasons. It was a couple seasons ago, but basically... Uh, Schmidt makes Jess go on 10 dice dates. Uh Uh-huh. And whenever she wants to end one, he has to, like, swoop in and give a fake explanation. (laughs) And it's like, Ma called the beezer back. (laughs) They found your son. He's still alive. (laughs) And I was just like, I wish that Caroline had watched that episode and could have busted out one. A prominent senator is trying to contact me. (laughs) Those are all really good. Anyway, I love New Girl. Uh, But that's not relevant. Uh, Caroline does not come up with an excuse. She kind of flails for a second. And Matt's like, yeah, I thought so. And he storms away. Oh, my God. So then... He, like, didn't give her 10 seconds. No. 
Because he was already mad about it. So he was just waiting for her to go and talk to him. He already had decided that he wasn't having it and he just wanted the opportunity to make her feel shitty. Yep, exactly. They weren't even together, BTW. It's none of his goddamn business where she was. Yeah, so like Matt's thing is that he thinks that Caroline and Tyler were together and that's why she's lying to him. And speaking of Tyler, he comes into the grill and comes running up to Caroline, like, Caroline, Caroline, I have to talk to you. And she's like, bitch, back off. You literally had your friends torture me last night. Yes. And he's like, I just need to clear something up. I We need to talk. I need to talk to you about this. And she's like, let me go. And he just kind of like bumps into her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she drops her purse and all of her shit comes tumbling out. We see Tyler grab something off the floor, but we're not quite sure what it is yet. And then she kind of quickly gathers up the rest of her stuff and walks out. And then Matt comes up and he's like, listen, Tyler, if you and Caroline want to be together, fine, but stop lying to me about it. Yeah. Does Tyler even say anything back? He's like, Matt, no. Okay. And then Matt just, like, grabs him by his, like, lapels and starts shaking him. He's like, stop lying to me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's right. Oh, my God. I wrote this as aggro dick match at the grill. (laughs) I blocked it out. (laughs) So Matt is now convinced that Caroline's being flaky because she's essaying Tyler's D. Yeah. And Tyler is like, I didn't do anything. But he has to peace out because he has a werewolf plan to attend to. And Matt is just left with a rage boner that will get no relief. Yep. He's just got to go back to work in the grill. He has red balls. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So then I think we go to the romantic weekend getaway at the Gilbert family lake house. Ah, yes. So we open this scene with Stefan and Elena driving up to the lake house. And we haven't seen this in a while, but Stefan is driving his old red <laughs> His little deuce car coupe or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah. So it's the one from like season one. When they double dated with Caroline and Matt. Yes. So we forgot that this car existed and he pulls up to the house and Elena pauses for a second when she's looking at the house and she's like, oh my God, I just haven't been here since my parents died. And Mm -hmm. um, Stefan feels sad for her for a moment. He's like, listen, you just say the word and we'll turn this puppy around, get on the highway and go somewhere else. And Sausalito. Yeah. So she takes a minute and then she decides, no, you know, I really love it here. I have a lot of good memories here. So we got to stay. Yeah. And we've never heard of this lake house before, except there was a brief mention of it at the very beginning of this episode when Alaric is with Damon. He's like, oh, well, Jenna and I were going to go to the lake house. But then she had to go to this historical society high tea. Oh, stop trying to make the lake house a thing, people. The lake house will return at least like once or twice in the future. So it's not a wasted location. It's fine. But like, don't pretend like we were talking about it all along. We, we all have been spending it. weekends at the lake house. It's it's a known thing. Ugh. You just weren't invited, Beth. I don't want to go to this creepy ass house anyway. <laughs> well, we don't know it's creepy yet. Well, <laughs> Stefan's there. So we know it has to be a little creepy. So Elena kind of waltzes into the house and Stefan stops at the threshold. And we know it's because he can't go in unless he's invited in. Mm -hmm. So there's this little back and forth with Elena and Stefan. She's like, 
oh no, Stefan, I forgot. Um, I can't invite you in because my parents willed this house to John Gilbert and he's the true owner. Mm. And Stefan's like, are you kidding me? And she's like, LOL, yes. Come in, Stefan Salvatore. And this makes me wonder about some things because I didn't think that you had to own the house to invite somebody into it. I think you do. Matt was able to invite Vicky into their house, and I'm assuming he doesn't have his name on the deed. Maybe you have to be, like... In the family. In the family. But Elena is in the family. Oh, by adoption. I think it was just, like... No, by blood. Uncle John Gilbert is her blood dad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah. Blood dad is the scientific term for that. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I think it was just, like, not logically making sense in the universe, but they wanted to do this cute moment where Elena is trolling Stefan. But it was a complete throwaway, and it wasn't even cute. It was annoying. I don't know. For them, it was less annoying and more cute, I think. I didn't like it. All right. (laughs) I don't know. There were so many disgusting romantic things in this episode that I was okay with that one. Yeah, maybe I'm just sour from the episode. I don't know. Perhaps. Um, so yeah, they're at the lake house, Stefan comes in, and they start making out, and we notice that Elena has these, like, gigantoid brown above-the-knee boots. They're so tall. That her jeans are tucked into. So, (laughs) immediately after this, we had to watch this several times because we wanted to capture this wonderful moment for our Instagram, which you should check out when you have a minute, at the Historical Society High Tea, where... (laughs) Alaric is sitting there. He has like the tiniest teacup, yes. and he's just looking like the tea is making him feel a lot of confusing emotion. He's like trying to drink tea, but he was too confused and couldn't figure out how to do it. He's like looking all around. You, you have to watch it. I've never noticed it before. It's like one second long, but it, it made me laugh a lot. It's really good. We'll put it on I'm our like, Instagram. That tea on is Monday. scalding. Alaric can't handle it. I mean, tea in the slang sense. Hey. <laughs> I'm down with the kids. I watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, but we see across the room that Elijah is there, and he's talking to Mayor Carol Lockwood, who has found another cougar cub. Yep. And she's like, oh, that's so fascinating, the book you're writing, Elijah. I love history. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, hey, Carol. at least he's hot. He is. I didn't think he was at first when you said that he was when we mm-hmm. saw him in the first episode that we met him. But in this episode, he's looking good. He's oh, so yeah. calm. He is. He has a very calm and stately presence, which makes him even more menacing. Yes. Like, you don't see his feathers ruffled, and it's like, what would it take? We, I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> Probably Klaus dying. Mm. Well, we'll get to that. Not that Klaus dies in this episode. We still haven't met him yet. No. We don't have the right Craigslist connections. In this episode, or in this scene, Damon also comes in and kisses Andy in front of everyone. Mm -hmm. And then Carol Lockwood beckons Damon over and she's like, Damon, how are you? How dare you kiss a woman in front of me? I thought we had something special. Right. (laughs) He's like, hello, Carol, and then gives her a kiss on the cheek. And then Carol introduces Damon to Elijah, mm-hmm. and they Damon met. gives him a nasty look. Yeah, they have basically a staring contest while shaking hands. Yes. And it's like Damon's doing his, like, 
icy blue stare. <laughs> Elijah's just calmly gazing on with his beautiful brown eyes. Yep. And nobody really wins. We're, I think we then cut over to the Mystic Grill. Uh, yeah, this is where shit starts to go south. Oh my god. So Luca is there playing pool and Bonnie decides to do her cool plan. She gets some coffee and goes over to Luca and is like, hey, I wanted to give you this coffee. I thought it was so neat how you and your dad helped my friends. Even though you weren't there, it was just your dad. He's like, oh, if I had known that was all it takes. I'm like, what terms are they on? Because she already mind-raped him once, and he has, like, betrayed her at least once. Yeah. But they act like they still have, like, positive feelings for each other. And I'm like, is he playing her, too? Like, I what's think they're both playing each other. Because doesn't Jonah want Luca to stay close to Bonnie? I think so. But they're also, like, allegedly on the same side. So I don't really, I don't get Luca. Luca is a very underdeveloped character. <laughs> he is. And his only motivation seemed to be like, I do what my dad says and I might have a boner for Bonnie, but yeah. it's unclear. <laughs> the unclear boner, the Claire Highlight story. And that sounds like a mystery novel or something. <laughs> it does. I'll write it. Um, so Caroline's over watching and Jeremy strolls up and he's like, Bonnie called me. I wanted to help. I'm like, with what? Seducing Luca? (laughs) Good luck, dude. Yeah. No, he just wanted to come and oversee shit because he thinks he has something to contribute to this group. And he doesn't. He doesn't. And Caroline's, ooh, well, he's buying what she's selling. She's giving him the sexy something or other. Yeah. Jeremy's like, ugh, I don't want to hear that. I know. And then Caroline makes a little face of recognition. She's like, ooh, does Jeremy like Bonnie? And we're like, no! Even though he does, and it's disgusting. Chop off his dick. Oh, sorry. That got away from me. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. We've all been there. (laughs) Not to Jeremy's dick. No! No. But then things take a turn for the macabre. Suddenly, Luca is feeling a little woozy, and Bonnie's like, oh, baby, what's wrong? And Jeremy swoops in to, like, support Luca as they lead him out, and he's like, what kind of witch Ruby did you give him? And she just, like, wickedly grins and says, a strong one. Like, she's proud. What the fuck? I know. I know I've talked about, like, mind rape and roofing people, but she literally admits happily that she just roofied this young man. Yeah. It ain't right. I'm like, I don't care if you don't intend to fuck him. It's not okay to roofie somebody ever. This happens like once a month in Mystic Falls. Oh my god. I am so disturbed by this. It's terrible. And so they drag him away to do God knows what. Luckily, Jeremy doesn't like dick because I wouldn't put it past him. (laughs) Maybe he does. We don't know for sure. Hey, I am the first person to think that everybody in every... TV show and movie is gay, but Jeremy doesn't like Dick. He's not good enough. Yeah, that's true. Jeremy's not good enough for Dick. Yeah, that's true. He had too many <laughs> awkward phases. If I had my way, Jeremy would not be alive. But <laughs> anyway, I digress. Luckily, we get a reprieve from Jeremy, but then we have to go back to the lake house where uh, Stefan and Elena are continuing their romantic weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're standing outside and looking over the beautiful lake and standing on a dock. And <laughs> Elena has this wonderful memory to share, which is one of my favorite <laughs> moments of the episode. And she's like, 
Stefan, we just have so many great memories here. I've always loved this house. This is the dock where Jeremy broke his arm jumping into the water. <laughs> and you're like, what? And my dad taught me to fish over there. Yes. And meanwhile, she's wrapped in like a gigantic Burberry blanket or yeah. something. And Stefan's like standing behind her with his like arms around her. And she's like, Stefan, do you ever think about our future and our future memories? And he's like, of course I do or something. And, and basically they have a conversation about the fact that if they were to talk about their future together, it's going to open a whole can of worms. And it's something that Elena says that she doesn't feel quite ready to delve into quite yet. Yeah. So it's really a non-versation. Right. Um, but she brought it up, so I don't know what... I know. And then Stefan says something that's so annoying. I'm just, like, over him this episode. I, mean, I don't know why. This made me want to puke. Yeah. And he's like, here's a future memory for you. Your boyfriend telling you that he loved you on the dock. Whispering it in your ear. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. How can I make this more terrible? Uh, I'm going to start... I'm going to start saying that to people. Hello. This is a future memory. <laughs> me saying, hey, what up? <laughs> Yes, exactly. This is a future memory. Me drinking this red wine out of a solo cup. This True is a story. future memory. Us recording this podcast. Literally everything is a future memory. <sighs> My head just exploded. Ugh, I don't have time for this bullshit, Stefan. Nope. So they're being all romantic and cutesy and thinking about the future or whatever the fuck. And then we go back to the high tea. <laughs> and something I noticed in here is that the people working at the Lockwood Mansion, there's at least one lady who's in this, like, really weird maid uniform. Oh, I didn't notice. It's, like, a dingy, like, a like no, like, oh. a dingy, like, blue shroud with, like, a white collar. <laughs> not a shroud, but, like, a shapeless sack dress with, like, a white collar. It looks very old-fashioned. And I'm like, if Carol Lockwood was throwing a high tea, <laughs> she would have her help dressed to the nines. Right. Like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> That doesn't make sense. Maybe they ran out of budget for costumes. For it was like episode. a hotel housekeeping, like from the 90s. <laughs> oh my God. So I was very confused. That is confusing. Also confusing is that in this next scene, I actually agreed with Uncle John Gilbert for a second. I wrote Uncle John. That's all I wrote. I have no <laughs> idea what happened here. So he and Olaric are talking and I forget like how the conversation starts, but he basically lays into Olaric and is like, so do you really think it's right to keep all this shit from Aunt Jenna? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, no, it's not. But you also are keeping it from her and also suck. He's like hanging over Alaric's head like, maybe we should tell her everything. Yeah. And I don't think it's right for you to be sleeping over at the house anymore. There are children present. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly fucking Uncle John is like the symbol of purity. After yeah. he literally is murdered like 10 people and in that house told his like 15 year old nephew oh i banged your aunt jenna in the past yeah like uh, fuck off you're just a douchebag luckily alaric just looks at him and says you're a dick yeah i I did like that (laughs) yes and then uncle john is like oh by the way that ring that isabel gave you that's mine and i want it back so apparently the ring that he was wearing and that he gave to jeremy was grace and gilbert's ring Good job remembering that. And, like, maybe you shouldn't have given it to a trifling bitch like Isabel and you wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> a lesson for all of us. Uh, so that's happening. And the next scene, we finally get a great hallmark of Mystic Falls' life. Some mutual choking. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> that good old pastime. Uh, so it's like in the study where you might remember, like, Sarah hit her head on the thing and died oh, after Matt study. stabbed Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Memories like that. Uh, so Elijah and Damon are there, and Damon's trying to, like, get information out of Elijah about his deal with Elena, but Elijah's just not having it. He's like, excuse me, I'm an original, show some fucking respect. And they start choking each other. I'm like, wow, this is sexual in some strange way. Yeah. But Elijah just, like, pries Damon's hand off his throat and is like, I am, like, 80 times older than you. You cannot beat me, you little bitch. I am an original, and I have the strength of a thousand Gastons. So fuck the fuck off. And then he stabs a pencil into his neck. So deep and fast. The best <laughs> Sorry. No, I liked it. Uh, yeah. It escalated so quickly. It really did. Elijah just, like, went there. But he yeah. was very calm through the whole thing. He's I know. just, like... He's, like, dusting off his hands afterwards as though he's, like, wearing white gloves. And he hands a handkerchief to Damon to mop up his neck blood. Yes. And he gets Damon with, like, a pretty sick... I don't know why I would call it a sick burn, but he's like, listen, the moment you're not useful to me anymore, you're dead. Yep. Ugh. But he says it in a very classy way. Yeah, not like how I said it. Like, I wish he would have said, you're dead. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> it would have. If he just, like, broke character. You're dead. Uh, yeah, and he's like, so you better think very hard about, you know, doing what I say and how you speak to me. Yep. And Damon is just bleeding profusely everywhere and feeling like he's been emasculated. Sorry, Damon. That's not the worst thing that's going to happen to you this episode. Sorry, Elijah has a bigger dick. Get over it. He does. And then I think we go back to the lake house where Stefan is preparing a meal. And I'm like, is he finally making his own homemade mozzarella? <laughs> I think he was. He was chopping things. He had a big old knife and he was slicing. And Elena's <laughs> sitting on the couch with just wine and a nice fancy wine glass. I'm like, how old are you? I know. If you're a teenager, you should be doing like jello shots or something. Yeah, or like drinking bush light or some shit. Like not having a classy glass of wine. I didn't start drinking wine until I was like 25. I literally started drinking wine this year. <laughs> Like, not 2018, but the year that I was... How old am I? The year that I was 29. That's when I started drinking wine. Wow. Wait, you're still in your 20s? Yep, I'm going to be 30 next month. Oh, my God. 30-30. We're having a 30 cheeses <laughs> party, so you're I officially invited. I'll be there. Great. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, enough with Beth's youth being in her 20s. Uh, not like some old people I know who might be sitting next to her right now. I've actually lived for 162 years. <gasps> In secret? Yep. That's why I pretended not to know anything about vampires. I have to know you. Step in line. Whoa! (laughs) Anyway. Back to the... Mozzarella is happening. Yes. And I wrote, Elena is getting wood, which could describe (laughs) this scene. Yeah. She talks about she has to, like, go get some firewood. But she also has a lady boner for cooking Stefan. And she also makes a comment about how her dad also always did the cooking while her mom watched. Yeah. I'm like, don't... Why were your parents telling you about their foreplay? I know. I don't know. Also, Elena was like, my mom couldn't cook either. And I'm like, Elena, you're 16. You have plenty of time to learn how to cook if you want to. Yeah. So they talk about getting firewood, but Stefan's like, no, I'm a man. I should do it. 
And so I think they go upstairs. To get a coat. Oh, yes. Yep. But they start making out for a while. But Damon is... <laughs> Damon. Stefan is distracted <laughs> when he, like, knocks against a wall. And he's like, wait, it's hollow. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? And then he just fucking starts dismantling the wood panels in the, in the room. Where are your memories now, Elena? <laughs> yeah, right? And there's a secret door behind the wood paneling. And she's like, what's in there? I'm like, how the fuck should he know it's your lake house? <laughs> I know. Uh, so does Stefan open it at this point? Yeah, he yanks like the lock off the door because yes. he just wants to destroy her memory home. Yeah, and then there's like a fuck ton of vampire weapons in there. And they're displayed like very lovingly in like wall mounts. Yes, they're like. They're and there's like, an array. There is. There's like a cross giant crossbow. Mm-hmm. Like weird knife boomerang looking things. Yeah, they had everything. It's in an there. armory. I know. Um, you forgot, or we <laughs> forgot to say that when they first go upstairs, it's because they wanted to get a coat, and Elena finds her great grandfather's oh, right, right, jacket. right. I'm so sorry. Uh, this is a very important <laughs> moment and very disturbing. <laughs> and she's like, "Here, Stefan, you could wear this. It belonged to my great great grandfather." Or maybe it was just it was my great granddad. Oh yeah, great granddad. So Stefan puts it on, and she's like, "Wow, you look hot in that jacket." Excuse me? So that Stefan's like, in your great-granddad's jacket? And she's like, yeah, it looks so good on you. And they start passionately making out. But then she's like, Stefan, this is my parents' room. Like, you just said that your (laughs) boyfriend looks hot in your dead great-grandfather's clothes. Like, now you have objections to weird family sexualness? Yeah. That's a word. Choose your battles, Elena. Or, like, decide whether you want to be disgusting or not. Pick a side. I don't know. And that's when they discover the weapons. (laughs) Oh, so a lot of secrets in that closet. Yeah. There's an armory in the closet. (laughs) So I think we then go back to the wonderful witch rape scenario. So they've brought Luca to Caroline's house, right? Yeah, because her mom is God knows where. Oh, yeah. Oh, my favorite part of this scene is that Caroline comes in and she has, like, six or seven, like, giant, white, partially burned pillar candles. She's like, this is all I could find. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not good enough for what they Sorry. <laughs> that's a really good point. And Jeremy, of course, is like, are you sure you're strong enough for this? Oh, my God. Stop mansplaining Bonnie's powers to her. He's just nagging her at this point. He is. And Bonnie's like, I have the fire to help me. So then then she's like, I need a bowl of water. Go get it. Oh, yeah. That was weird. (laughs) And I was hoping that she was just trying to get rid of him, but she actually needed it. I know. So Jeremy comes back with the bowl of water and then Bonnie... So Luke is, like, placed on the floor, and they're surrounded by those pillar candles that Caroline so happened to find in her house. Oh, and before Jeremy comes back, we have the horrifying scene where Caroline's like, Bonnie, what's going on with Jeremy? Oh, yeah. I didn't write that down because I wanted to forget it. Because she ships it, and I'm like, I kind of hate you right now, Caroline. (laughs) I know. Yeah, but is this when Caroline says, like, we can't be picky because we're vampire and witch? I couldn't remember exactly what she was saying because I was busy vomiting. Yeah. But it was something about like, oh, well, you've only ever seen him one way as Elena's little brother, but 
you're a witch and I'm a vampire. And I think her point might have been that, like, we all have become new things oh, or something. Okay. But it was weird. It was weird because I interpreted it as, listen, you're a witch, so you're <laughs> not going to have too many options. Slim. What, yeah. you want this unconscious dude? I know. And Bonnie flat out says that she's not interested in Luca that way, but that she felt that he got her. I'm like, when? <laughs> when you were both duping each other? <laughs> right. When you just roofied him? Okay. It ain't right. So that was horrifying. And then Jeremy comes back with the bowl of water and he has this dopey smile on his face like, I hope. Yeah, he's like all proud about it. Like, good job. You turned a tap on and off and didn't spill. No, there's probably water splashed all down the hallway. Yeah, and he probably like left the sink on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jeremy. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, I think before we see what happens with that, we cut over to Alaric oh, right. and Damon back at the Salvatores. And they're just, like, hanging out in the living room, like, lounging on the couch. Drinking some whiskey. Yeah. And Damon's like, well, shit, I don't know anything more than I knew before. And Alaric is like, yeah, that guy's kind of scary. Or Elijah's kind of scary. But he does have nice hair. <laughs> yeah. That was weird and funny. I was like, oh... Are you trying to make Damon jealous right now? Maybe. Alaric's hair was looking pretty good in this episode, I noticed. It was very fluffy. Yeah, he does have fluffy hair. Yeah, it's nice. Sometimes it looks ridiculous, but it looked okay this week. (laughs) And then I think they start talking about Andy a little bit. And Alaric's kind of like, listen, whatever you do, just don't kill the news reporter. (laughs) I already feel bad about lying to Jenna about so many things and they're friends and I don't want to have to lie to her about this too. I'm like, way to make it about yourself, Alaric. Like, how about you don't kill the news reporter because she's a human being and Jenna's friends, not so that you don't have to lie to Jenna about it. Right. Why are men? Sorry. Oh my God. And also like, be a little more chill about being jealous of Andy Starr right now. I know. Like, I know that she got to see his dick, but there's still time. You might be immortal from that ring. Who knows? I don't think he is. But anyway. (laughs) They're, you know, talking. And finally, Alaric's like, well, I gotta go. And he wanders off. And then he starts groaning in, like, a very sexual manner. And, like, is Alaric just, like, jacking off in the foyer? It could be. But actually... Stevie the werewolf has invaded this home. Not you, Stevie... And stabbed Alaric through the stomach. Yep. And uh, he then, like, grabs Damon and puts a whole syringe full of vervain in his neck. And I'm like, how many... Okay, did they not put in a security system after Jules burst through the window and bit Rose? Yeah. Also, isn't Damon supposed to have super hearing? Yeah. And maybe he was too distracted by the sound of, like, blood rushing to Alaric's groin. (laughs) But (laughs) I just don't buy for a second that with all this shit going on with Elijah and Klaus and the werewolves that they wouldn't put like a rudiment, like call ADT. Yeah. (laughs) Do something. Uh, But they're taken by surprise by werewolves once again. The werewolves are sneaky. So I think that the werewolves are just getting lucky because Damon's an idiot. Like, if he put 10 seconds of thought into thwarting them, he could do it. But he just assumed they left because Dr. Jonas Martin told them to last week. Yeah, that's a good point. Ugh, I don't know. Oh, I almost forgot my favorite part of this scene before the werewolf thing happens is that uh, 
when Alarica's talking about how he shouldn't kill Andy because he wouldn't want to lie to Aunt Jenna about it, <laughs> yeah. he just says, I hate lies. <laughs> like, okay, Alaric. Yeah, whatever. I'm just like picturing say. like a portrait, like a yearbook picture of Alaric that just says, <laughs> I hate lies underneath it. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my god. So we cut away from that then and go back to the lake house where there's another fun discovery. Yeah, so not only is there like a whole supply of fancy vampire fighting weapons, um, there's also a bunch more journals. Whose journals? Jonathan Gilbert's. (laughs) God damn it. We thought that the one that Jeremy had was the only one. No, there's like at least eight more on this shelf in there. Yeah. And Elena is like, Dodoy. Jeremy just had the one, but we knew that he had chronicled, like, his whole damn life, so there had to be more. So there's, like, more volumes of this goddamn journal. I'm like, who the fuck was Jonathan Gilbert? Proust? (laughs) He thought so, of course. So I'm sure we'll get to see some fun snippets from that later, but Elena's just kind of leaving through it at the moment. Okay, so (laughs) what happens next is that we cut... Um, back to the woods where mm-hmm. Tyler and Brody or Brady? Brady. Tyler and Brady are sitting in the trailer and they're basically having a bro to bro conversation. So Brody is saying that they need to go and get the doppelganger, aka Elena, and he asks Tyler if he's down for this. And Tyler's like, oh man. He like hesitates for half, half a second and I think Brody is like, or Brady? Sorry. Brady. Brady is like... <laughs> Seventy. Like, Listen, they lied to you. They lied to you. You knew this girl your whole life. This girl that you've known since birth. I'm like, he hasn't known her literally <laughs> since birth. Why are you talking like some kind of like Shakespearean character? Yes. This girl that you've known since ye are to borneth. <laughs> that was beautiful. Shakespeare. That was from The Tempest, I think. Really? Oh my god. Toads. You're just quoting Shakespeare on our podcast while I can barely say a character's name. Y'all are... Y'all are Morneth. Y'all are Morneth. Y'all are... In Verona. So then we have this beautiful line from Brady. He's like, listen, bro, what's out and you have me to deal with? So at this point, Tyler doesn't have a choice. He's just making emo faces at Brady through like this entire scene. Yeah. And then I think we go back to the Gilbert house where Uncle John sees Aunt Jenna and is like, where is Elena? Yeah. And she's like, oh, she's at the lake house for the weekend with Stefan. And Uncle John is like, what? With a boy? I knew that you were... Not a good caretaker, but I didn't think that you were negligent. Ugh, shut up. I know. But Jenna is the boss of the house, and she's like, listen, unless you get a goddamn lawyer, I am in charge of this household and of Elena, so back the fuck off. Yes. And I was like, you get it, Aunt Jenna. I'm very sorry that you're in the situation that you don't know you're in right now, but you tell him. And then, of course, Uncle John has to start sowing the seeds of discord. He's like... Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, so it's like Alaric's so great, right? But did he ever tell you what happened to his wife? And then Aunt Jenna's like, yes, she died. Are you sure? Where's her body? What a rude thing to ask. I know, like, dear boyfriend Alaric, where's your wife's body? (laughs) I know, like, how do you even bring that up? Hey, girl, you seen your wife's body lately? (laughs) Oh my god, way to rub it in. (laughs) So she's like... 
I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm sure that will come up later. It will. Well, I don't know for sure, but I, I think it will. Yeah. So I think then we go back to the Salvatores where Stevie has rigged Damon into some kind of torture collar. It's like a collar with mini stakes all around it. So it's stabbing into Damon's neck. Yeah. And he's like, I watched Hustle once and I got a boner, so I'm having fun. Yeah, it was really gross. And meanwhile, Alara's just lying on the ground and they like very obviously zoom in on his ring in case we didn't remember. <laughs> but he's out for the count for like a long time. Yeah. Um. But Damon sees the ring and he is relieved. But Alaric does not wake up to help because he's too busy being dead for now. Yep. And I think that they just kind of tortured Damon for a little bit. Yeah, they want him to tell them where the Moonstone is. Ah, yeah. So Jules is there. Stevie's there. There's a couple of other rando uh, werewolves that we don't know who they are. Yeah, and Damon's just like, oh, ha, ha, ha. So funny that you would come here and ask me about the Moonstone. Yeah, Damon holds his own. Yeah, he's not bothered. Like, how many times has Damon been, like, stabbed in the gut? He was recently just stabbed in the neck. Like, does pain mean anything to an asshole vampire who's probably gotten stabbed, like, any number of times for any number of reasons? Apparently not. (laughs) So he's just, you know, fucking with them. We cut away from that to go back to the rape party. Ugh. where Luca's like kind of partially awake and he's saying like no no don't do it while Bonnie has like dipped her hands in the bowl of water that Jeremy brought and like touching his temples and trying to read his mind as to what Elijah's plan is and it's really disturbing Luca's actively saying no and Bonnie's just like tell me what you know yeah she's like starts asking him all of these questions and she's like why are you working with Elijah and Luca is trying to resist, but he can't because Bonnie has the power of the flame behind her. Yeah, and he's like, Elijah, we're working with Elijah because we both want to kill Klaus. And she's like, why? And then Luca tells her because Klaus has Luca's sister, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Dr. Jonas's daughter. Yeah. Yep. And apparently Klaus is trying to find a way with the sister to break the curse without the doppelganger because he doesn't know about Elena yet, despite Elena's best efforts. Right. Yes. <laughs> Can't get that Craigslist out for, <laughs> add out fast enough. Um, and Bonnie's like, so how do you kill Klaus? And Luke is just terrified. He's like, Elijah will kill me if I tell you how to kill an original. Like, please, no, 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 no. Yeah, he, like, snaps out of it for a minute to try and resist Bonnie, but he can't. And Jeremy's like, stop, Bonnie. It's too much. She's like, no, I will get this. (laughs) Yeah. And she gets it out of him that Klaus will be vulnerable after the sacrifice. Which we know means Elena would die. And also currently the people in play for the sacrifice are also Caroline and Tyler. So, because they need a vampire and a werewolf. Oh, yeah. So that would be bad. Yeah, that would be really sad. Unless they find some uh, second string dudes. Bring in the backups. (laughs) Yeah, so Luca Luca straight up says, yes, Elena has to die. So it cements that for us. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's this long close-up on Jeremy, like, (gasps) (gasps) but all, like, with his face. Yeah. (laughs) And then he just says, no. Real eloquent Jeremy. Yeah, thanks for nothing. (laughs) 
so then we finally go back to the lake house where Stefan is finally venturing out to get the wood. Uh, I wrote in my notes, man of the woods. <laughs> but the man of the woods doesn't last for too long. No, he does not. Just like hopefully Justin Timberlake doesn't last for too long. Oh my god. I haven't watched the music video. I think that instead of Man of the Woods, he should name his album Man Who Recently Worked with Woody Allen. Oh, he did? Yeah, he was in Wonder Wheel. Oh, I try not to pay attention to that shit. Unfortunately, I had to see the trailer for that several times before other movies I was seeing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it looks like garbage, just like Woody Allen. Yeah. And... Justin Timberlake is now dead to me. Not that he was very alive to me in the first place. Sorry, dude. Not sorry. Anyway, Man of the Woods, Stefan in the granddad's, like, <laughs> flannel coat. It's not even a coat. It's just, like, a flannel shirt. Yeah, it's not a coat. He oh, immediately God. gets, like, shot in the chest by... Is it Brady who shoots him? Yeah, yeah, Brady shoots him with, like, a wooden peg or something. Near his heart, but not in his heart. And Tyler is there, and he's like, Tyler... Watch over him while I go find the doppelganger. Yeah, he actually, I think he tells him to kill him. He says, if he gives you any trouble, kill him. Oh, okay, right. And, and he gives he him gives, a gun. Yeah, a gun and like a piece of wood. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> and Tyler is, again, just making confused and indecisive faces. Yeah, and Stefan's like, listen, Tyler, you gotta help me get this wooden bullet out of my body. It's too close to my heart. Yeah, and he's like... Tyler's like, no, you're going to break the curse. And Stefan's like, no, I don't want to break the curse. And Tyler's like, why? Because then you'd be able to walk during the day. and, and Be with Elena forever. Yeah. And he's like, listen, I don't want to break the fucking curse because I don't want Elena to die. And then Tyler's like, Elena will die? And Stefan's like, yes, so your werewolves have been lying to you too. Who's lying now? Yeah, I think that's what he says. Who's lying now? In exactly that voice. Who's lying now, bitch? <laughs> exactly. Ugh. Yeah, uh, so Tyler is looking even more confused and conflicted now, but we don't see what happens. We go inside to Elena, who's like, what are you doing, growing the trees? <laughs> I made a joke. Stefan, Stefan, Stephanie. She's looking for him. And she just grabs the knife off of the... It's. I think the knife that Stefan was chopping with, but it seems to be, like, just placed on a random side table now. <laughs> yeah. She just grabs it and starts walking outside towards Stefan's fancy car. But guess who's there to greet her? Fucking Brady. Ugh. That asshole. But <laughs> he surprises her, and she just immediately turns around and stabs him in the gut. Yes. Elena takes control of the situation. She and stabs like, him right away. Oh, you stabbed! Ugh. Yeah. yeah. And then she immediately runs upstairs. And he says, I can smell you. And then she takes off her sweater, which we know was her mom's. We forgot to mention that she put it on Mm. earlier. So she's trying to have Brady lose his scent. Yeah, she has all kinds of, like, diversion and hiding tactics. I'm like, where were these when Rose was chasing you around the house thinking you were Catherine? I know. Yeah, so she's, like, running around the upstairs. Uh... She diverts him into another room and then sneaks back downstairs. While she's going downstairs, we see on the wall behind her that there's some, like, childhood drawings. There's, like, a really weird picture of a cow. I didn't notice that. Anyway, she slams the front door but then quickly runs into another room to try to trick him into thinking she went outside. But 
it's like this whole cat and mouse thing for a minute, mm-hmm. but then they somehow end up in the weapon closet, or he goes in there and she pops up behind him and stabs him in the shoulder with a stake. Yes. I'm like, man, she got two stabbings in. That's pretty good. Except then she left him in the weapon closet by himself. But... Yeah. But it was okay because guess who pops up and rips out Brady's heart real quick? Our hero, Stephanie! Stephanie. <laughs> So apparently Tyler has decided that he doesn't want Elena to die. And I was like, I was wondering how much of a shit Tyler gives about Elena. Yeah. And then he like runs up pretty much crying to them. And he's like, Elena, I didn't know what they were going to do to you. I'm so sorry. And then he hugs her. No, she goes up to him and like emphatically hugs him. I'm like, girl. Oh, yeah, you're right. But I used him out for a second. Yeah. Did she know about all the stuff that happened, like, the night before? Yeah, because she had the summer party with Caroline. Oh, yeah, you're right. But she immediately forgives him because that's Elena's whole thing, is she sees the good in everybody and always wants to hug everybody no matter what a murderous sociopath they are, which is why she even is able to have any kind of chemistry with Damon. (laughs) True. And no matter how many terrible things they've done to Caroline, she'll always want to hug them. (laughs) So sad. Yeah, but Tyler is really upset in this whole episode, like, ever, like, from the moment he hears that there's a way that he could not ever have to turn again, which is understandable. Like, yeah, I don't agree with anything he does, but he's very emotional about it. Like, I can't be like this forever. I don't want to have to turn again. I'm so sorry. I didn't know what they would do to you, Elena, but I hate this. I'm like, well, you should have asked what they wanted Elena for, like, what did they tell you? Like, oh, we just need her to, like, stand here for a second. Like, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? Uh, yeah, they didn't explicitly say that she needed to die uh, for the curse of the sun and the moon, but... Like, use... Like, connect the dots. Dude. Where's an Aztec shaman when you need it? <laughs> right? Where's Vanessa and her crossbow? <laughs> so, Elena immediately forgives Tyler, so I guess Stefan will probably be on board with that, too. Um... And then we cut back to the Salvatores, where they still have the remaining werewolves still have Damon tied up right in front of Alaric's temporary corpse. And Jules is like, you know what I love about Buckshot? It goes everywhere. And I'm like, well, yeah, that is what Buckshot does. I literally don't know what that is. Buckshot is like a kind of bullet that like sprays a bunch of projectiles. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm sure I know this from movies and TV, and I wish I didn't because it's just a symptom of how like gun crazy our country is. Mm -hmm. But yes, I'm aware of buckshot. Yeah, I I knew that that was a thing, but I didn't know that's what it was called. Yeah, so that's really disappointing. And I'm like, you're not really good at this threatening thing. Like buckshot exists, and I know what it is. So you better tell us where the moonstone is. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but. Damon's just like, I'm never going to tell you. And she's like, tell us where it is. And then suddenly Elijah is there. And he's like, oh, you're looking for this. <laughs> yeah, and he pulls the moonstone so out of his butt and is like, take it. He just gently places it on like the coffee table or whatever. and Come and get it. Yeah. And Stevie, the fucking idiot. No, it's not Stevie at oh, first. it's not? No, it's like some no lions werewolf. Oh, goon, God. Who also has bad hair. He comes zooming. Well, not zooming, because he's not a vampire. You can't yeah. zoom, zoom, unless it's the full moon. Although, can wolves zoom? I don't know. They can run fast. I don't think it's yeah. zooming. Uh, it's- so he comes running at it, and Elijah just straight up rips his heart out of his chest. Yeah. So the other two redshirt werewolves 
then try to double team run at him and he just rips out both their hearts and like three hearts in 10 seconds that's good i know and damon like gives him this look like respect (laughs) that's the best way to describe that look i enjoyed that yeah Oh, it was really good. So, and at some point, Jules like hauls ass out of the situation. Yeah, she just leaves before she can get killed, and and then Stevie's the last one standing. Oh yeah, and Elias just like, so what shall I do with you? And he's now like no longer Mister Badass Torture Guy. He's like, please don't kill me, sir. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's pathetic, and. Elijah just toys with him for a minute and is like, hmm, where did the girl go? Meaning Jules. Mm -hmm. Then he's like, actually, I don't give a shit. And then he punches him in the head. Not so hard that his head flies off this time or explodes, but enough that his neck breaks. I know. I love the super vampire strength. It's very entertaining. (laughs) Remember when he slapped the Craigslist people so hard that their heads fell off? Oh, yeah. So, so he was showing a lot of restraint in this moment. <laughs> he was. Just snapping the neck. Um, so yeah, Elijah just murdered a bunch of werewolves, and he takes the thing off Damon's neck, and he's like, so that's three times I've saved you now, Damon, just in case you were counting. And I don't remember what they all were. All I remember is last week. What was the first time? I want to say it was something when they were at that like abandoned hipster mansion. I guess he refrained from killing him yeah. in that scene, but I wouldn't count that as saving his life. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I love you, Elijah, but I disagree with your scorecard. Maybe there was another time that we just can't remember. It's true. That was, was all last year. Was it? Last year? <laughs> I don't know. Catherine's still in the tomb, oh, yeah. probably right now. I, w- I wonder what her hair looks like at this moment. But anyway... Elijah's kind of lording it over Damon and like, oh, you too. Yeah. So then after all the commotion is over, Alaric starts stirring <laughs> and he's like looking at his watch and he's like, oh shit. What happened? What happened? I don't know. Does Alaric talk went to down Damon when he was all? napping. Well, Damon's like, oh, you missed all the fun, Alaric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he kind of takes a minute on the couch and he's like, oh, shit, I was supposed to hang out with Aunt Jenna tonight. So he calls her, and she's at home, like, reading something. Maybe she's working on her thesis. Yeah, and drinking, drinking wine. a glass of wine. But he calls her, and she's, he's like, I'm so sorry. I was grading papers, and, well, I fell asleep. And she, she's kind of suspicious now because of Uncle John. I so know. she's like, oh, it's okay. You know, I'm just glad you're okay. But you know that she's going to want to have a conversation with him later. Yeah, for sure. It's sad. Yeah. But, you know, it would be nice if she knew the truth about anything. It would. I really like Aunt Jenna. She deserves better. She does deserve better, but I like having her in the show. It's nice to have someone who isn't so fucked up. Yeah, right? Like, the only other one who isn't aware of any of the supernatural stuff is Matt, and he's just Matt. Yeah, he's just a total garbage human. Yeah. So I'm like, can you imagine Alaric calling and giving the real excuse? Like, oh, I got stabbed in the stomach and I was just napping for a while. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's like, technically, he, he did fall asleep in a way. You're right. It's he did just wake blood. up. <laughs> so, yeah, she's still in the dark. And then we go back to the lake house where 
Stefan has just gotten a call from Damon, or no, from Bonnie? No, it's from Damon. Well, I guess Bonnie has told Damon what she learned from her mind rape. Oh, yeah. Because Stefan now knows that Elena has to die for Klaus to die. And so he tells Elena, because he always likes to tell her these important life things. Yeah. But she's like, well, duh. She's like, I'm trying to keep the people that I love safe, even if it means that I have to die. Elijah was very careful with his words. He said he would protect my friends and family. He didn't say anything about me. And then Stefan gets very upset. Mm -hmm. He's like, you knew you weren't going to survive this. Um, How dare you try to talk to me about our future when you don't have one, pretty much. Yeah, when you don't plan to live. Yeah. And he's like, you're just being a martyr. And I'm like, girl. (laughs) (laughs) That is the pot calling the martyr suicidal. Uh, so he's not really in any place to be mad about that. And she kind of throws it back at him like, oh, is it any better than uh, any of the times that you tried to sacrifice yourself to save me? And I'm like, thank you. I know. He's like, oh, well, I've lived a life for 160 whatever years. Your life is just beginning. I'm like, sure. But, you know, also nobody's asking to sacrifice you to kill the vampire who wants to kill everybody. <laughs> Right. So, not that I want Elena to murder herself, but like be a little bit more understanding here, dude. I know. This is what you married, to, you know, generalize. <laughs> I'm just like, Stefan, shut up. Just like, she's the main character of the show. You'll figure it out. <laughs> be self-aware. Spoilers. <laughs> Come on. And he finally ends on a zinger. He says, that's not heroic. That's just tragic. Yeah, burnt, Elena. So burnt. Burnt to a crisp. And And I can't talk about what happens next. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and all others, a horrible, horrible thing happens in the next scene. It was worse than when Vicky died, when Rose died, when Bree died, put all together. Wow. That's intense. It's true. I'm not feeling super fond of Bonnie right now, but it was horrible. <laughs> it was. So Caroline has gone to drop Luca off at his house. No, <laughs> she was bringing it back to the grill. Oh, it's shit. So up. Oh, yeah. Bonnie's like, oh, yeah, Caroline went to drop Luca off. And Jeremy says, and I quote, I hope she drops him hard. I'm like, she is not interested in him. She literally just mind raped him in front of you. Like, don't be jealous, you idiot. I know. But then Bonnie suddenly is like, so listen, Jeremy, you're Elena's little brother. I've known you forever. You're that punk kid. I remember your emo phase and your blah, blah, blah phase and your drug phase, whatever phase. And now suddenly, you're this hot guy. I have to do air quotes for that. I'm like, Kat Graham, you are an amazing actress. You said that with a straight fucking face. Yeah, that took some skill. Oh, my God. I feel ill. It is terrible. And then they start making out, and I want to die. And then Jeremy smiles, like, during it. We were just screaming at the TV at this (laughs) point. We We should have recorded it. I should have started recording Beth right when I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I failed. You know how people were doing that, like, with the Red Wedding episode (laughs) of Game of Thrones? It was, like, more disturbing to me than the Red Wedding. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Like, fuck Catelyn Stark. She was an asshole. Oh, my God. I know. 
Anyway, it's horrible. This is now a thing. We have to decide on a name for them. Do we want to call them Beeramy or Johnny? I don't want to give it a celebrity name. We could call them Gilbert, Benbert. (laughs) Benbert is the best. (laughs) One vote for Benbert. We'll we'll run a poll on our Twitter. Bennett and Gilbert. Benbert. Okay, good. So, yeah, that's happening. And then we go to the Lockwood Manor where Carol is just wandering around her empty mansion because she doesn't know or care where her son is. Yeah, she's too busy wearing a power suit. She's thinking about ways to get Elijah in bed, and I can't blame her. I know. So she hears kind of a whisper of a noise while she's walking up the stairs in the dark, Mm -hmm. and then she looks over to a table of flowers that they have in their fancy-as-fuck foyer, (laughs) and she sees a note there that just says, Mom. Yep. So this is sad because it's telling us that Tyler is hit in the dusty trail and getting out of Mystic Falls. Yep. But he makes a couple stops first. Uh, he goes to the grill to talk to Matt. And boy, does he say some things. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, listen, Matt, I've been going through some really rough times lately, things that I can't tell you about things I couldn't talk to anyone about and Caroline has been there for for me and listen I fell for her I did but she loves you and she needs you so I need you to be good to her and take care of her and she deserves a guy like you oh yeah like burnt one <laughs> I know like don't say all this nice shit and then say that she deserves a guy like Matt Donovan and but then Matt's like nice yeah, he's being nice, but he's also being stupid. Yeah. And Matt's like, yeah, I know. Or he says something like that, doesn't he? I don't even remember. I was just like, ugh. I know. And so. Matt's... Oh, sorry. Matt is not even, not like, so what's with this weird info dump conversation? Like, what's going on? He just kind of stands there like, Duh. Yeah, he's like too wrapped up in his own bullshit to like notice anything that's going on around him. Like, Tyler has just told you that he's been going through a really hard time and he's not curious to know what he's been going through. He's just like, okay, so Caroline isn't fucking you? Sweet. Yeah, that's all he cares about. Yeah. And... Then we go to Caroline's house where she's, I forget, she's just like wandering around by herself and she hears a noise by the door and she kind of peeks out, but she doesn't see anybody. So she locks the door. Oh yeah. And then we see like around the corner, Tyler's just creeping there. It's like, did he just like want to peer in the window and see her face one last time or something? (laughs) Shit like that. Stay away from her. I haven't forgiven you for that yet. I'm not Elena. And then he gets into a Jeep with Jules. And I'm like, do you remember, like, any of the things that Jules has done recently? And you're just going to go off with her now? Yeah, and he's like, sorry about Brady and your friends. I'm not. They were sociopaths. <laughs> no, they deserve to die. Murdering ones. Like, sociopaths don't all deserve to die. But murderous werewolf ones probably, well, I, they don't deserve to die, but I don't miss them. Yeah. So Tyler's like, no more lies, right? And Jules is like, no more lies. You're making the right choice by coming with me. Yeah. And this whole time, this horrible song is playing in the background. We say every week, I wrote down my favorite line from this horrible song. It was, you're bringing new life to your family tree now. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is this? This band was literally a fray cover band. Aren't they all? Yeah. 
<laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and that's the end of that episode. They just drive off, and it's like, bye, Tyler. I think we'll see them again. Catch you later. Maybe in a later season. Perhaps. So, or maybe there'll be a next episode. Who the fuck knows? I mean, we thought the werewolves would all be gone after the last episode because Dr. Jonas Martin passed on Elijah's message and they'd have to be dumb shits not to run away from an oh, original. Right. Good point. But then this episode was called Crying Wolf, so we knew that there had to be wolves in it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. The next episode is a classic. I'm excited. It's called The Dinner Party. I love it. Ooh. Anyway, so... It's been a while since we've watched The Vampire Diaries. It's been like a month. Yeah. I'm glad to be back into it. This is a good episode to come back to. It's kind of resolving one thread, like putting a little stopper in the Tyler storyline. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, exploding a champagne bottle of shit in the Bonnie and Jeremy situation, but what can you do? This is the darkest timeline. Yes. Uh, oh, I don't want to think about community right now. Did you see Megan Gans, who was a writer on it, was like calling out Dan Harmon on Twitter for like horrible mistreatment? Oh, I did. I somehow missed that. Yeah. Not that I'm surprised that Dan Harmon is scum, but no, I love community. I know. Anyway, why? Well, we're not to wire men yet. Uh, who you want to punch? Oh, I forgot our segments. Yeah. I just need a moment to reflect. Well, um, I want to punch Stevie. Okay, that's a good choice. I like to get some new blood in the punch line. Punch pool. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, Stevie, only we only have one episode of him. He just was like, he had this kind of emo hairdo. He was kind of <laughs> like if Jeremy Gilbert was a werewolf. Yeah. Um, he's like, I looked up some facts about the sun and the moon curse. I also watched Hostel and thought it was sexy. And he's, like, really into torturing Damon, but the second that the tables turn, he's, like, pissing his pants. And I'm just like, fuck you. I, we can talk about him more in Wiremen, but I'm just like, you are a terrible character. And I'm glad we only had to put up with you for one episode. And, like, I already punched Brady last time, mm-hmm. and he obviously deserved it. I'm glad both of them are gone now. He did. Yeah. Rest in pieces, both of y'all. I think that's a really good choice. So I think that I'm going to punch Bonnie. Mm, good um, call. Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't punch Bonnie. It's okay. Fuck you, Bonnie. <laughs> I'll take care of it for you. Um, Where are your brand at? The scenes with Luca were really, really disturbing. Yes. And I was upset to see this and disappointed in Bonnie because I feel like she yeah. should be better than this. And, and she was so nonchalant about it. Yeah. Like, look at the cool thing that I can do. Yeah, it was like... An easy decision for her, and she felt no remorse. Or she, she saw didn't nothing morally dubious about it. Yeah, it's like because I'm doing this for my friend. Well, like, what about this human fucking being? I know who is trying to save his sister's life. Yeah, this is like a really dangerous game that everyone in this show is playing. Well, I'm doing it for Elena. I'm doing it for Elena. Everybody's doing it for Elena. Yeah, and, and Elena what, just wants to die. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, tragic irony. And also, Bonnie thinks that Jeremy is hot. Yeah. So maybe I should Clearly she's her. hit her head at some yeah. point. Or been punched a little too hard already. Exactly. Did we punch Bonnie before? I've punched Bonnie at least once. Yeah. It was when she was being mean to Caroline, I think. Oh, we yeah. Definitely or it was when she then. pretended to de the Gilbert device, maybe. Oh, yeah. That was fucked up. Yeah. 
It's like, Luca is a better person than Bonnie. He's done some fucked up shit, but I'm team Luca in this situation, even though he's like a one-dimensional character. I like literally remember nothing about Luca except for when she hijacked his powers when she was trying to do that thing on the roof. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I super agree with that decision. Get it together, Bonnie. You were once our favorite. And I know that in the future I will love you again, but right now I'm just like, fuck you. I know. It was so gross when they were making out. Remember, Jeremy was smiling. (laughs) What did we do to deserve this? I I think that that was the part that offended you the most was that Jeremy was smiling during (laughs) You were so (laughs) revulsed. He like paused to like do a creepy smile. How dare you enjoy this? (laughs) Yes. It's bad. I hate it so much. You said, I think when it happened, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. Yeah, and anytime like I think of it, it makes me want to vomit. Yeah. Like, even at her worst, Bonnie is way too good to even, like, be in the same room as Jeremy. Yeah. Ugh. Speaking of which, why are men? I can't answer this question. I mean, you can talk about, like, we can start with maybe Uncle John Gilbert and Alaric having this pissing contest over Aunt Jenna. Yes. Where Uncle John is trying to take the moral high ground. And he's trying to take the moral high ground in a lot of areas in this episode. Like, I'm the man. I'm the boss of this house. Mm-hmm. Nobody should have sexual relations under my roof. And he's also going after Alaric. Like, you're lying to Aunt Jenna. And it's like, how much shit have you been withholding from her? And you've known the shit a lot longer than Alaric has. Right. And, you know, Alaric may be in the wrong here, but he at least has Aunt Jenna's best interest at heart. And I don't believe that Uncle John Gilbert does. No, he absolutely doesn't. He's just like a manipulative, selfish dickwad who's trying to control everyone. Like, you can't just come back into town and pretend to be a different person because you have like claimed your daughter as your own and there's this whole gross thing where he's trying to undermine aunt jenna's parental authority because like he fucked elena's mom once and also because he fucked aunt jenna once he thinks he has some kind of power over her or like responsibility to interfere in her affairs also i don't understand him being able to call out alaric because can't alaric also call out uncle john for shit like he knows all of this like at least i didn't try to murder everybody last year (laughs) exactly that like trumps all of alaric's lies like trying to judge morality on the show is really hard because every single character basically who is even remotely aware of the supernatural element has done extremely fucked up things yeah and in the realm of that alaric is like not anywhere near the top of the list like he's okay yeah he's he, he's withholding information but mostly he's a good dude yeah with fluffy hair yeah Uncle John Gilbert murdered his nephew's girlfriend in cold blood just because he was a vampire racist. Mm-hmm. So get That's off your high rough. horse and get on your low poodle, <laughs> motherfucker. And get out of here. Get out of it. And ride it house. out of this damn town. Yes, please. You can quote me on that. Get on your low poodle. <laughs> it's going to be the next big thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's that. We also have um, Matt. Matt, yes. So Matt is the worst. <laughs> like the f- he's emotionally manipulative of Caroline. 
when oh, yeah. you have a problem with someone that you are friends with or are in a kind of a relationship with, you don't act like a spoiled toddler and ignore them and make mean faces to them until they start panicking and have to like go to you to see what's wrong. Like there's no communication and he makes Caroline feel like this is all her fault when he is just not respecting her enough to realize that she has shit going on in her life. Yeah, like her life doesn't revolve around him, especially because they're not even dating right now. I know. Like, (sighs) obviously there was a legit reason that she stood him up and he didn't even entertain that possibility. Like when she said she was with Bonnie, why couldn't he have been like... What do you mean? Bonnie's right here. Right? That's how friends talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Matt. I'm going to wait bullshit. and harbor it. And that the, he immediately thinks the only reason that Caroline could be doing this is because she's fucking another dude. Yeah. Like, it has to be because of Tyler. It couldn't be because something else is going on in her life. Like, what else would be going on in a young woman's life except dick? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I didn't even think of that aspect of it. <sighs> And I feel bad for Tyler, and most of his stuff was just centered around his desire to not be a werewolf anymore, so I can't be too wire men about him, but it was very typical of him to just be like, oh, I've just heard this easy solution to all my problems. I'm not going to investigate it any further. I'm not going to like make sure that the people I know are going to be okay. I'm just going to go and help my new murder friends kidnap somebody I've known my entire life. That I've known since birth. <laughs> uh, right. And another thing that bothered me about Tyler, not to spend too much time ragging on him this week because of everything that happened, but the fact that he went to Matt to like pass the torch. Oh, yes. I give you my blessing. Yeah, taking care of Caroline. Yeah, and, like, taking care of Caroline. She can yeah. take care of her own damn self. I know. She doesn't need Matt for shit. Don't be like, take good care of Caroline. Be like, don't be an asshole to Caroline. She could kill you in half. <laughs> I know. And don't you dare say that she needs a guy like Matt. How dare you? She needs no man. No, she doesn't. She might want a man from time to time and more power to her. Yeah. But she doesn't need Matt Donovan. That's Oof. for damn sure. And she doesn't need Tyler to pass the torch of taking care of Caroline. She doesn't need anybody's permission to fuck anybody. No. Except the person she's fucking. Bonnie. <laughs> I'm sick of men. I'm gonna have nightmares about Bonnie and Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, I've lived with this knowledge for a long time. I don't know you have how you dealt with 2017 and also knew that Bonnie <laughs> and Jeremy eventually hooked up. <sighs> Can I tell a wireman story from my life? Of course. It's like a very small story that I may have had a disproportionate reaction to. Microaggressions are all around us. Please share. (laughs) So I was at work. I had gone out to pick up some lunch and I was coming Mm -hmm. back and I went into the elevator in my building and there were two other people in there. There was one lady who was standing on the opposite side from me Mm -hmm. and I stood in the back corner and this guy comes and stands directly in front of me facing sideways so like we can see each other's faces. He keeps looking at me and I'm staring at the elevator TV in the opposite corner. Like Like one does. Like any decent person with (laughs) access to any kind of screen to look at in an awkward social situation would. But he just keeps looking at me and eventually is like, is it cold outside? Ew. And I was like, 
because he was coming from somewhere in the building. And also, I was, yes. <laughs> I'm like bundled up in winter gear. The elevator TV literally says six degrees on it. <laughs> oh and like, God. I just very like minutely shook or, or not in my head, but did not look at him or acknowledge him in any way. And then he just kept on looking at me and kind of like looked at me weirdly as I got off eventually. And it was just like such a tiny moment, but... The moment I got off the elevator, I was, like, in my head screaming, How dare he look at me or speak to me? And that's how I feel about men right now. I really hate when men talk to me in elevators. Like, I do, because it's a situation where you're trapped. You can't get out. Yeah. And I don't think anyone should talk to anyone in elevators, really. Unless, like, something has happened. Yeah. (laughs) If if the elevator's going down, that's when you start talking (laughs) Speaking of which, that is, like, my recurring nightmare is that I'm in an elevator and the bottom goes out. I have it, like, once a month. It's my stress dream. I have many stress dreams. Do you want to hear about them? Yes. Well, I have the classic one and my teeth falling out. I have that, and it's always into a fruit (laughs) (laughs) roll-up. I'm eating a fruit roll-up, and then I pull it out of my mouth, and all my teeth are in it. I'm always, like, I can feel it slowly loosening in my mouth, like, throughout Uh all other things happening in the dream. And then finally it comes out, and I'm, like, holding it in my hand, trying to hide it from people. (laughs) no. That's so sad. I have the classic dream where you're driving a car and the brakes don't work. Okay. Or they're non-responsive. I have the dream where I have a test, and I don't know. I've never been to any of the classes. I still have that, yeah. That's always a bad one, because they feel so real to me. I had a really good stress, well, bad stress dream the other day where it was just like a montage of me like being out and about and people like bumping into me and getting in my space. And then there was like a lady who was walking behind me and she kept on bumping up into me and we got into a shouting match and she held something at me and I remember crystal clear my response was, your mouth looks like it has an asshole coming out of it. Damn, that's good. I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. It's but I love hell, it. Though, yeah. Your mouth looks like it has an asshole coming out of it. Uh, and so I good. meant like a rectum, like an anus. <laughs> Remember that scene in American Vandal or whatever that show is called? Who did the dicks? Yes, who did the dicks when what's-his-name goes to precious moments to shit because (laughs) he doesn't want to shit at his friend's house because they have the squishy toilet seat. Which I get. Yes, but his explanation for it... Oh, my God. Do you remember? I wish I could say it appropriately, but I'm going to mess it up. It's like, it's as if your butt was against someone else's butt and then you poop into their asshole or something like that. That's how he says it is to sit. And it's exactly like that movie, Me and You and Everyone We Know. Did you ever watch that? No. It was like this indie movie that came out when I was in college with Miranda July. And there's like this whole subplot of this like eight-year-old or nine-year-old kid uh-huh. gets into this like online chat with like an adult woman and they don't know who they're talking to, but it becomes romantic. And he <laughs> tells her that... He wants to poop into her butthole, and then she poops it back into his butthole forever. And he comes up with, like, an emoji version of it. And for a while, that was kind of like an internet thing. But that's what it made me think of. How did we get on this subject? Because you said there's an asshole asshole coming out of of her mouth. And then I thought of pooping into another asshole in that thing. The weirdest stress dream that I have, and this has been a recurring dream motif that I've had since high school, Uh is that... I'm just smoking cigarettes. Oh. And I've never been a smoker. 
And it's just like the dream will be focused on me smoking. And I'm like, I know I shouldn't be smoking, but I'm smoking. That's interesting. (laughs) Does it, I mean, is a cigar just a cigar in this dream? Like what's going on? Oh, I'm like, what is this dream about? I we were I was in a psychology class senior year of high school, and I like shared that dream, and the teacher was just like, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> okay, maybe um, you're worried about your health. Okay, <laughs> high school psych teacher. All right, I'm gonna share one more trust. Yes, please this do. This one is super weird. I feel like I might have told you this when we lived in the gypsy hut. Ooh, um, do I remember? Was so, I sober? We probably don't remember. <laughs> So I've had this dream every time I have a fever. I might have told this on the podcast, in which case we just need to erase this part. But I'm ice skating, Ooh. Um, like figure skating and yeah. like going fast around the rink. And all of a sudden, Robin Williams is ice skating with me. And he's wearing, like, a red jumpsuit. And, like, we're ice skating around. And, like, we're going faster and faster and faster in circles. And then the people's heads are, like, spinning around me because I'm ice skating so fast. Mm -hmm. And then I, like, black out and I wake up in a hospital bed and I see all of the people's faces above me. And then I always wake up. Is it, like, the end of The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, like, pretty much. (laughs) And I wake up and I know that I'm sick. So, like, at that point, like, I'll feel my head and I always have a really bad fever. Or I'll have, like, a stomach bug and I'll throw up. It's so weird. So it's like Robin Williams is the soothsayer of doom in your dreams. <laughs> as soon as Robin Williams pops out in the red jumpsuit, I know I'm fucked. Oh my god, that is so funny. I've had I this love dream. it. I I remember the first time I had it. I was like eight, and I and I still have it to this day. Wow, it's just so vivid, and I <laughs> and I know it's coming on. Uh, it's so weird. <laughs> That's amazing. Dreams are so fucked up, and I have celebrities in my dreams all the damn time. That's cool. But I don't have, like, a recurring one of a specific celebrity <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's, like, the only celebrity that's ever been in my dream. I did once have a dream that I was romantically waltzing with Colin Mockery at the mall. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I wish that that would happen in real life. Well, no. He's old. But he's so funny, isn't he? I thought he was funny yeah. on Whose Line. I mean, I was raised on Whose Line, the British version. Nice. Anyway, The Vampire Diaries. We wow. were talking about Why Are Men, but I think we've moved on. Who yeah. should have done it? Um, oh, who should have done it? Alaric and Jenna. Because mm. I don't like that Uncle John Gilbert's <laughs> trying to tell Jenna who she can and can't sleep with in her own house. And I feel bad that she's doubting their relationship. So I want them to get it on. Because Alaric's hair looked really fluffy in this season and or in this episode. Maybe and I it was fluffy because she was running her hands through it. I hope fingers. <laughs> just running her hands, through her it. hands, Bluntly. just flat hands. <laughs> I speak the English. All right, I like it. Who should have done it? I really think that Damon and Elijah should have hate fucked. Yeah, I could see that. Like while they were mutually strangling each other, it could have been some kind of erotic exvis asphyxiation deal mm-hmm. I feel like they both recognize like some babeliness in each other and where circumstance is different maybe they'd go for it yeah I like that I could see it happening Elijah's just so calm and Damon's all riled up and I feel like they complement each other well sexually they could work out some things with some freaky fetishes totally you know you probably get bored with just like 
regular sex after yeah. being alive for 500 years. Yeah, probably even Damon would be boring to Elijah at this point, but yeah, better than, like, a human. But those baby blues. Yeah. So, interesting episode of both the show and this podcast. We have run run a little bit long. Well, we haven't seen each other in, like, two weeks. It's so we true. had a lot of weird More shit to catch weeks. up on. More than two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted to give you an extra special long episode after our gigantic episode last time. <laughs> yes. Did anyone listen to it? Did you look at the numbers? Yeah, we oh, got some it. listens. Nice. I don't know if they were all our real-life friends, <laughs> but hopefully it wasn't unbearable to anybody who doesn't know us. <laughs> so, hey, everybody, if you have any crazy stress dreams or you've had dreams with celebrities that are totally bizarre, we want to hear them. We hey, do. If you missed to follow us on social media, there are many ways you could tell us about them. You could tweet at us at the VD Diaries. You could leave us an Instagram comment on the video of Alaric looking confused about drinking his tea. Our Instagram handle is at the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. Um, you could also find us on Facebook. Just look mm-hmm. up Vampire Diaries Diaries. And we even have a Tumblr. And if you would actually interact with it, we might update it more than once every three months is that your new year's resolution listeners please oh i thought you meant to update our tumblr (laughs) you're too busy i'm not really (laughs) uh yeah so if you you know want to interact with us we love interacting with you guys we love it when you rate us and review us on itunes or follow us on soundcloud but we also just love when you you know randomly comment on something on social media we just want to hear from you we want to hear your e-voices i can't believe or you guys wouldn't believe how happy it makes me every time we get a review or like a comment on facebook or anything like that and like any person who has ever put anything out there in like the entertainment realm once you get one review or positive comment you will never be satisfied until you get more reviews yeah we're bottomless pits of need please help us please validate me validate me world <laughs> give me feedback that give me so- positive feedback i'm a millennial have I a wonderful it. 2018 yes. and make sure it involves complimenting us absolutely <laughs> that's your new year's resolution <laughs> be nicer to us <laughs> no we love you don't be a werewolf sociopath you could be one of the other, one or other of them, but not both. Never both. And just, you know, try to survive in this crazy world we're living in. I know, we're doing our best. Hopefully we won't be annihilated by a nuclear weapon by next week. Hopefully nobody will have gotten some erectile dysfunction drugs to render a boner strong enough to press a nuclear button by next week. Oh, God. Sorry to put that image in your heads. I'm going to shut up now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Mozzarella.